maybe you're not that excited about how your team is heading into the uh, heading into this this part of the offseason now that the draft is done. Let's talk about who the best free agents are and if your team might need them at some key positions. All that here in the Locked On NFL podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with my friend and co-host, your boy Q, on the Friday edition. Let's get into it. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On NFL Podcast. It's the Friday edition with your host, Chris Carter, and your boy Q here of Locked On Steelers and Locked On Raiders. As always, you can find this show on your favorite podcasting app and especially on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed it on YouTube. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of the daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as all the tons of bonus content that comes out from all of our Locked On NFL hosts every week right here on the Locked On NFL Podcast. We're going to switch it up today. We've talked a lot about the draft. We talked a lot about you know signings. No Lamar Jackson. Jackson talk. We've talked a lot about Mark Jackson. <laughs> but wait, signed. there's more. No, okay. But wait, there's more. It's kind of it's kind of been like that. Right. But let's talk about moves that teams can still make now that the draft is done. So we're going to talk about some of the top free agents available at some key positions. In this first segment, we're going to focus on edge rushers. We'll talk about corners, and then we'll get to other positions in the third segment. But starting off with edge rushers, that Q, there are some big names yeah. that are still out in this market. And I do not understand. Now, some guys I get like Justin Houston, who every year is just going to sign like an eight to ten million dollar deal. He's going to get like ten sacks, and then he's going to move on. He's like Clint, Clint Eastwood. He just he, he <laughs> kills the bad guy, goes on to the next town. He's going to do another movie. How the hell did you uh, tie in Justin Houston and Clint Eastwood together? I'll never know. Guess guess what? We just did that here in the lockdown. No, NFL you just podcast. did that. <laughs> I was trying to lump you in, give you credit, but it's no. all right. Uh, <laughs> but seriously. He goes to a town. He does some some damage for them. He's a bad dude. Then he fixes everything. Then he goes to another town. And he <laughs> does it all over again the next year. But looking at six of the top free agents, Justin Houston, okay. always there. Yannick Ngakwe, who's twenty eight years old and still do, and still doing this. Leonard Floyd, Frank Clark, Jadavion Clowney, and Melvin Ingram, all who have mm. been big names. And some some of these guys in their 30s, you know, Justin Houston's 34, Frank Clark and and uh, Leonard Floyd, Jadavion Clowney, they're all 30. I think Melvin Ingram is 33. So all these guys are definitely older. But we're talking about edge rushing, which is a huge important position in the NFL this year. Q, who's the hottest guy in this market that you think? teams need to be knocking down the door for. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I think that probably Justin Houston's got the the best production the last couple of years. I just look at him as a guy that's going to sign midway through training camp or if not after training camp, right? I mean, he'll be he'll be that guy like he, he don't need to go through training right. camp. Right. And he doesn't want to go. He's a veteran. He doesn't want to go to training camp, but out of those names that you just rattled off to me, the best-looking name, the guy that's uh, really the the symbol of consistency would be Unique Ngakwe, man. I mean, the one thing you can look at Unique and you can look at his uh his resume throughout the, his career so far, he's going to get you eight sacks. Like you're guaranteed that Unique Ngakwe is going to get you eight sacks. Now, he'll get you a couple seasons, he'll get you more than that. A couple seasons he may get you, you know, a couple less, but it's like when you average it out you look at him he's he's pretty much good for eight sacks a season as long as he's healthy and so uh, I think that he's a guy that a lot of teams should really look at again as you mentioned 28 years old he's a pure pass rusher he's not going to do a whole lot when it comes to you know stopping the run but if you need a guy to pin his ears back and just get after the quarterback I don't think he's going to come at a high price that's been one of his issues ever since he was in Jacksonville wanted to get the big bag they didn't give it to him 
Minnesota traded for him, didn't give him the big bag. Baltimore got him, didn't give him the big bag. The Raiders got him, gave him somewhat of a big bag, and traded him the next year. So, I mean, you know, it's like, it's just, it, it kind of is what it is. Eight sacks and not give him a whole lot of money, I think that's the best bang for your buck right there when you're looking at edge rushers. I'm going Unique Ngakwe all day. I mean, you are right. He has never had a season in the NFL with less than eight sacks. Boom, there it is. And he's been in the league. He's been in the league for what, seven years now? There yeah, it is. Seven seasons where he's been there. Uh, he had and and in the one year where he split between the, the Vikings and the Ravens, he had five for the Vikings and three for the Ravens. It's just his average. And you're right, he's 28 years old, so he he has a little bit more gas in him. But I mean, even with some of these guys, age might not be as big of a problem if you're just looking for one year add-ons because yeah. everyone's looking for their young edge rushers and i think that's another important part when we're looking at the names in free agency not just at edge rusher but at all positions yeah there's a lot of guys who are in their 30s teams just they want to develop their own players they want to be able to say hey this guy's not just going to be here but he's going to be here for the long haul and, and he's cheaper worry about that right rookies the rookie the rookies are cheaper as well i mean we just came out of the draft so too. rookies i know that most people say yeah but those first rounders make a lot of money yeah but we're talking about guys after the first round i mean there's seven rounds mm -hmm. of the draft so if you get a guy in the fourth or fifth round uh he's not getting a whole lot of bread and he's young and so yeah uh teams are willing to take that chance and so what's going to happen in my opinion is some of these guys these teams will even wait till they get their guys to camp and see what they have and then all of a sudden halfway through camp oh wow our edge rushers don't really look as good as we thought okay let's call justin houston let's call mm -hmm. unique Ngakwe. let's call frank clark because well we know what they're going to provide for us and so we can probably get them at a, a, a discount rate right now if they want to play and well we can slowly develop our young guys so that's also something to think about when you're you know thinking about these uh, veterans that are still available looking at some of these other names Yannick Ngakwe is definitely that guy. But Leonard Floyd and Frank Clark and Jadavion Clowney, especially the three of them, mm -hmm. all of them in the all of them 30 years old, you know, they're, they're, that's still in the prime where you where you want a defender uh to to be at and you could take them on, on your team. Which one of those three you're most excited about? I'll I'll tell you right now. I know Clowney is, you know, the former the former top pick and everything. Yeah. But that was a guy who just forced his way out of Cleveland because he wasn't happy being second fiddle to Miles Garrett. And he was still getting snaps on the field. And I look at that, I'm like, I, I'm not so sure. I, you know, unless I don't have any edge rushers on my team, unless that, like he's coming there to be the top guy because we just haven't developed somebody there. We haven't drafted anybody there. And it's just rough looking for us. Then I could see that. But like, if you're a team like like for example the Steelers, you got two starters right now in TJ Watt and Alex Highsmith right now. Jadavian Clown, if he comes there, he's being the third guy uh, and he's coming off the bench and he's not he's not gonna uh, he just left Cleveland while he was a starter. So I I, I think and he's I, not I that go good. That's the that, thing. He's that, not that, that good. That too, I mean, the, let's not forget the obvious. Like, let's not bury the lead. He's not that good. The best yeah. time he was was in college when he had the hit in the bowl game. I mean, that literally was what he has based his whole career on. <laughs> he ended up being the number yeah. one overall pick for the Texans. That should have been Khalil Mack. There's no doubt about that. You mm, look at Jadavion yeah, Clowney's yeah. career. He's won. He's, he was injured early in his career, but he's never really had a lot of sacks. I mean, if you go through his career, like I said, you, you can go back and say, okay, Unique Ngakwe will give you eight a season, guaranteed. 
Clowney will give you like two or three a season guaranteed, and then he might have one breakout season. Like I know he had like one or two really good seasons in Houston. I think he had a decent season in Tennessee. He had a decent season in Cleveland, but that was like it. It's nothing. He's never lived up to the hype of being the number one overall pick and what he was coming out of college in South Carolina when he laid that whoop whooping hit on uh, on the young man in the bowl game and knocked his helmet off. That was the last time he was at his all-time high. In the last two years, you look at the numbers from these guys, and this is just, again, just going off the last two years to try to get the sense of how, who they've been. Yeah. Justin Houston has 22 sacks. Jeez. Wow. That's uh, that's 11 e- each year. Yannick Ngakwe, 19 and a half. Uh, Leonard Floyd, 18 and a half. Frank Clark, 15 and a half. Jadavian Clowney, 11. Melvin Ingram, 8. I'm surprised I, I that, that Clowney list. had 11. I'm actually shocked. I want to give him props for having 11. <laughs> In two in two years, he's averaging five and a half right. sacks per game. Justin Houston's right. averaging eleven every the last two seasons. At what age thirty three? You said he, he's thirty four. Yeah, he, yeah. he was thirty three last year. But yep. again, he's about to turn thirty four, and he's still doing that. Yeah, That's exactly. Ridiculous. Step your game but up, if Clowney. I'm at, if I'm looking at this man, any team who needs an edge, there there's still some legitimate options out there. Just like there's some legitimate options at cornerback. We'll talk about some of those top options and then get to some other positions as well in the Locked On NFL Podcast Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. But first, before we do any of that, I want to talk to you guys about Built Bar, the number one protein bar in America. And if you haven't tried a Built Bar, you are missing out because it is the awesome, delicious treat that gives you all the taste, but none of the fat and none of the calories. That's why you got to try Built Bar right now. And every Built Bar is covered in 100% real chocolate and inside that chocolate it's an awesome treat with all these different flavors and all these different options to get to give you. You can get flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, coconut, almond, and so many more flavors as well. And each flavor comes the same way, packaged with only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, but packing 17 grams of protein. You get all of the gains, none of the waste. And you don't need to wait around for a box of Built Bars anymore by going to Built.com and hoping they come to your door. You can still do that if you want. But you can also go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick some up right now. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart, and you can go to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. They have four bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. Or you can go to Sam's Club and get 13 bar boxes that have flavors like brownie batter and churro. Trust me, when you try Built Bars, you'll thank me later because when you try Built Bars, you're trying the best protein bar in America. Back here on the Locked On NFL Podcast, Friday edition with Chris Carter and your boy Q. We're keeping it rolling here. Q, talking about uh, free agents, another mm-hmm. key position that's always kind of in want is cornerback. Ooh, DBs win games. Let's go. DBs they, they win look, games. I, I, I hear that. And there's also a lot of DBs because the other thing is you don't just always need a starting corner. You need a third. You need a slot corner. Yeah. You need a guy that's coming to come off the bench. You need a guy that's ready to come in and fill in. Sometimes you need corners that you can convert to safeties. Right. But you need guys, even if they're not as fast anymore, you need guys that know how to get in position, know how to take on different routes and play games. And there's still some big names on the board. Some of those big names, Marcus Peters, mm. Casey Hayward, Shaquille Griffin, Ronald Darby, Casey, uh, I think I said Casey Hayward, yeah. Troy Hill. And then, of course, there's Eli Apple. Boo! <laughs> I feel like Eli Apple has earned the Dylan Brooks Award. Yes. Or did Dylan Brooks earn the Eli Apple Award? Because they both, they, they just talk a yeah. whole lot of trash, and then they get messed up, 
And then they're like, why y'all mad at me for? Right. Uh, you know, it's just when they play their game. And you know, it's funny. Cool. I dog Eli Apple all the time. He actually has made a few plays over the past couple yeah. of years. He's made a few plays. Like every time I bring up Eli Apple, this is the best time to talk about him. It's right now during, this, uh, during the offseason when there's no games being played. Because every time I bring up Eli Apple and say, oh, he's guaranteed to get burned or this guy's terrible, this, that, and the other. All of a sudden he He'll makes make a big a play. play. And everyone and their mother tweets at me, at your boy Q254, there's your boy Eli <laughs> Apple. Like it's like clockwork, dog. There's your boy. Yeah, so now so now watch, because I'm talking about Eli Apple, like he's gonna sign some massive deal, like all of a sudden out of nowhere. Five Eli years, Apple signs five years, seventy-five million with fifty guaranteed. Shout out to Q, right? I don't know, it's like clockwork. Gosh. You you don't need them enemies. But looking at the numbers over the last two years, Marcus Peters is the interception machine. Mm -hmm. He had five picks, whereas Eli Apple and Casey Hayward each had two. Troy Hill had one, while Shaquille Griffin and Ronald Darby had had zero each. But interceptions aren't always the telltale sign of who's the best cornerback. Marcus Peters also, he's a guy that he's feast or famine. He will give you those picks, but he will also get Toasted, yeah. Sometimes with the way that he jumps after jumps after a route, he'll bite on those routes and give up some big plays. But he also, again, he makes big plays. On top of those five interceptions, he's forced six fumbles. Ooh. He's re- also yeah. recovered four of them. If you're a team looking for a cornerback, do you just go get Marcus Peters for that turnover production value? You know, you you really could. You know, I mean, obviously, ball production is huge in the NFL. You want a guy that's going to be able to get his hands on the ball and affect the game like that and get the ball back for your offense. He is feast or famine, though. You hit it right on the head because there's going to be times you're going to praise him and there's going to be times you're going to curse him. Right? I mean, it's just it's just mm-hmm. that simple because he's going to keep his eyes in the backfield. He's going to fall for the double move every once in a while. But even I mean, and that's how he's been. Even coming out of college, right? I mean, it's just he's never. Yeah, it's just, just, just how he plays. It's just who he is. So you've got to live with it. But I'll say this: for the production that he gets on the ball, as long as he's healthy, I think he's definitely worth a shot, right? I mean, just he, and he'll probably be a guy that gets signed like right around training camp or whatever. Uh, you know, and, and a team brings him in and make sure they're healthy. Uh, again, they'll probably check him out during or check out their their team during mandatory mini camp and. You know, all the OTAs and just kind of see what they got, where they're at right now. And then all of a sudden when they get close to training camp, they'll make a call to Marcus Peters. But, yeah, for the ball production alone, I think he's definitely worth the phone call and kick the tires on. You go back and you look at his production, and it it does come down to what we were talking about, about that. Yeah, he has five picks in the last two years. He has ten picks in the last three years that Mm -hmm. that he's played. But he's also has 15 touchdowns. He has given up. Five or more touchdowns in the last four straight seasons that he's played mm, football. Yeah. And well. <laughs> that's that's a lot of points to be given up yeah. if 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 you're if you're a corner out there. And then again, it's just about what do you value? Do you value him flipping the game back over and getting and getting those touched and getting those interceptions? Or do you value a guy that's going to limit production and maybe not get uh those those many those that, that many interceptions because um, you look at you look at other guys, other guys out there, and you know, like a Shaquille Griffin, who you know he's done a, he, he he's done a little bit better in that de- that department. Still not elite, but he only allowed three touchdowns last last year and three touchdowns the year before that. Granted, no interceptions yeah, either. See, no year. ball production. Right. What is what is your top value of a corner here? Is it just not getting targeted? Is it just limiting the, how much production comes your way, or is it being a turnover creator? I think for me, uh, you got to create some turnovers, man. You really do, 
right? And, of course, you don't want to give up touchdowns. That was something that uh, Trayvon Diggs had to realize in, in Dallas. Remember his rookie year where he was picking off everything, and what he wasn't mm-hmm. picking off was going for a touchdown. And so Cowboy fans were, like, trying to wring his neck. They're like, man, yeah. I hate that yeah. guy. Oh, I love that guy. But he got better. Mm-hmm. He developed. These guys obviously are a little bit older. Again, it really depends on what flavor you're looking for and what else you're working with. I think that, Chris, is what's going to uh, you know, de- determine who's going to get picked sooner than the other guy. It depends on what the other corner looks like, right? Okay, so if Marcus Peters is being thrown into the mix with what you have, do you have a guy on the other side that also is a ball hawk? Do you have a guy on the other side that's just good at maybe shutting down the side of the field, but he's not a turnover guy? Is You know what I mean? Like, it, it depends on what, what you're looking for. Uh, Marcus Peters is also really good in zone, but do you play – Press man more, right? So right, then if that's right. the case, maybe you want a, a Shaq Griffin because he's more physical at the line of scrimmage. Maybe you want a Ronald Darby, you know? So I think it really depends on your scheme and who they're playing across from, uh, depending on who's going to get you know selected sooner rather than later. But again, just for my money from the outside looking in, I'm always going to go for the guy that can get that ball production, get his hands on the ball. If I'm pick a guy, If I'm to pick a guy out of this group, I think I might pick Ronald Darby. You know, I, I like Marcus Peters. I hear you on that. But when I look at Ronald Darby and what he's done in recent in recent years, he ha- didn't give up a touchdown last year. Yeah. Um, didn't have an interception either, but did have a breakup. Um, isn't he coming? He's coming years, off a torn ACL, though, isn't he? He is coming off an injury, yeah. and that is and that is something to consider as well to see how he. But that's a that to me is a kick the tire situation yeah. because. Because yeah, you know what? He might not be as explosive. Like he definitely doesn't have his four three eight speed no more. <laughs> right. Like, that's yeah. That, that that's something that 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 really is there when you're younger. But if you're an adept cornerback, like the Steelers with Joe Hayden, Joe Hayden didn't ha- never had like supreme right. speed. But even in his older age, when he was with the Steelers, he was wise. He would know how to cut things off. He would know how to play different situations, and he was valuable because he did those types of things. And I think Darby, you look back at his last few years, he gave up two touchdowns in 2021 only two touchdowns in 2020 and had 15 pass breakups in mm. 2025 in 2021 in 2021 no interceptions in those years yeah. but again if you're looking for a free agent who you're probably just giving like a one or two year deal and then bringing them in and kind of you know just giving them like maybe 4 or 5 million dollars I think that's worth it if you're looking for a veteran corner who can just sit in your defense, not be the guy that gives up the big play, while the rest of your defense that you've invested more into do make the big plays. Yeah, no, I, I can see that. Again, I mean, it kind of goes back to, to you know, pick your flavor. And again, with him coming off the torn ACL, uh, I would definitely, you know, just kick the tires and see what he's got, see where he's at physically. Uh, you know, I always say as a guy who's torn both of my ACLs and my knees uh, that you're always, you're always better the second year. Right. The first year removed, you're mm-hmm. good. You can come back and play, no doubt. But you've got to, you know, it's, it's always about getting the confidence in your in your mind. So I always think that the second year removed from a torn ACL, the player is better. So maybe you can get him at a cheaper rate, uh, you know, since he's coming off that that torn ACL. And, uh, you know, he, he might not be 100 percent right now. So maybe you can get him at a cheaper rate and still have a guy that could be that veteran leadership in the in, in the secondary that you're looking for. So I, I could see the value in a Darby, uh, even though he's like I said, still coming off the surgery. Let us know if any of these players fit the team that you, if you're listening to this show. Let us know if the, if that's the t- if that's the player you want for your team. At Carter critiques for Chris Carter. At your boy Q two five four for uh for for Q over here. But we're not done. Shout we out to Eli Apple. He's gonna hit me up. He's 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 definitely gonna hit you up. He's gonna <laughs> hit you up with the bag. He's, got, he's gonna be like on a yacht somewhere, being <laughs> like Q. You hate me. Um, but uh. But uh, we're going to also get to some of these other positions because there's some other big names that don't play corner or edge 
and I think are just big stories to talk about where they might land when whenever it happens this offseason. We'll continue doing that right here on the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. Stick with us. Welcome back to the Friday edition of the Locked On NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with your boy, Q. Q, let's keep talking about some free agents here. Okay. A big name that isn't a corner, that isn't an edge rusher, that is still sitting there in free agency. It's 28-year-old running back, Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> Once a superstar for the, for the Dallas Cowboys, still looking for a job somewhere in the NFL, as is fellow 28-year-old Kareem Hunt, and other fellow 28-year-old, Leonard Fournette. Three running backs who were, two of them were first-round picks. Uh, Kareem Hunt, I think, was a third-round pick. I think by, it was a fourth-round pick, but one of the two. Fourth round. Yeah. Well, fourth round. But, but mid-day mid, mid day yeah. three, mm-hmm. you know, type, 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 type of guy. But still, all guys who have really good production in the NFL. I know running back isn't the prized position as people evaluate it in today's age. But And the older you get, the less people want you. But... I still feel like each of these guys does have something to offer an NFL team that could be looking for an experienced running back. No, I agree. And it's crazy, man. It's just the reality of being a running back in the NFL. I mean, if you if you said like three or four years ago that at 28 years old, Zeke Elliott would be a free agent and not have a team yet, you'd be like, yeah, okay, sounds good. Right. But I mean, we all saw it in Dallas. We all saw the decline and we all knew, you know, I've been saying that Zeke was going to be out of there like two years ago. I think they held on to him a year longer than I expected, but that was because of salary. Uh, it's just a harsh reality, man, and that's why teams don't want to dedicate a ton of money to the running back position. They'd rather just go draft a guy and not in the first round. They'd rather go draft him later and just go ahead and say, hey, we'll take our chance, we'll run him into the ground, and then we'll move on from him. And so uh, Zeke, Kareem Hunt being available, Leonard Fournette, I mean, remember he was playoff Lenny for a quick win, and now it's like he, he, can't, he can't get a job. So I, I think that there's uh, there's value in these guys, but these are also three guys that I don't expect to see signed anytime soon. I really don't. I, I think that teams are going to, especially coming fresh off the draft, they're going to run with the running backs that they have, uh, the ones that they drafted in the in the draft, and then also the undrafted free agents, and then they'll wait until they get about a week or two into camp and say, okay, you know what? This running back's not cutting it. Let me call Zeke. Let's see who he's running with. I mean, Zeke is no longer, Kareem Hunt is no longer, Leonard Fournette definitely is no longer uh, a, a bell cow running back. They are definitely running back by committee. Who's running beside them? Like, I mean, I look at the Raiders. Obviously, I cover the Raiders every day. They've got a plethora of running backs. You know, Josh Jacobs got the franchise tag. He hasn't signed it yet. But, I mean, they got Zamir White they just drafted out of Georgia a year ago. Britton Brown they drafted out of UCLA a year ago. Amir Abdullah they got that they signed as a free agent earlier this uh, offseason to be a, a pass catcher out of the backfield. Uh, I mean, they, just, they got Brandon Bolden, a guy that came over from the Patriots a year ago. I mean, they've got running back on top of running back on top of running back because they always want a fresh one, right? So, I mean, a team like the Raiders wouldn't be interested in a Zeke Elliott. Now, maybe if a team gets an uh, injury in, in training camp, then all of a sudden break, you know, uh, break a glass in case of emergency break glass. That could be a situation where it pops open for one of those guys, but I don't see any of them getting signed anytime soon. I would say until like a week into camp, maybe even a little bit later than that. Let's play a quick game here. Uh-oh. Where I like games. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you a player. We're going to do buy or sell. Okay. I'm going to give you a player. If you're an NFL GM, would you take this guy on your roster right now? All right, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Adrian Amos, safety, most recently with the Packers, 30 years old. Uh, sell. 
sell. Why, yeah. why, why is that? Uh, I just, I don't, I don't need him in, in my scheme. Uh, I mean, I know he was a good player at one point, but he's 30 years old right now. And uh, I feel like that safety is another dying position in the NFL safety linebacker, running back, right? They're the most disrespected positions in the NFL. They're all they valuable, are. but I think that you could put a, a younger guy in there and a lot of teams are going to depend on the pass rush now. And so if the pass rush is able to get there, it makes the safety play and the corner play that much better. So I think that a guy like Amos, he would be a guy that, I would go to only if I had an injury at that position. My next guy, wide receiver, also 30 years old, Jarvis Landry. Oh, that's a good possession receiver. He really is. I mean, he's not going to be a guy that's going to be a speedster. He's not going to get a bunch of touchdowns, but he can catch the rock. He's a guy that can really possess it for you. Ooh, man. I'm trying to think. The wide receiving class in the draft wasn't that great, right? It was I know they went on a run in the first round. They had four wide receivers back it, to back to back it, to back. It wasn't it wasn't like it has been yeah. for the past few years. There there's been there's been wide receiver classes where they're just they're just running them off. Yeah. And uh so so yeah, I agree it wasn't it wasn't as deep of a class this year. I say if you don't have if if you need a wide receiver, he would definitely be one I, I pay attention to. Like I said, he's got good hands. He's a possession receiver. He's going to get you first downs. Uh, moving the chains is a good thing in the NFL. So if if my team needed a wide receiver, he'd be a guy that I look for. Okay. So I guess I, okay. I guess that's a buy. I guess that's a nice way of saying buy. That's a nice way of saying bye. All or right, a long way to say let's bye. switch to a different position here. Okay, let's go on the offensive line. Ooh, thirty-two year old Taylor Lewan. Uh, he's been too banged up, Sal. He's been way too banged up. Injuries, injuries, okay. injuries. At one point, he was really good. Now he's just busting with the boys. So I just say, go on, get your bus on. Uh, I'm good. I'll get another offensive lineman that doesn't have the injury history. Uh, I would not. I wouldn't mind bringing him in, just like a camp tryout, and see you know where he's at. Uh, maybe be depth. But if I'm, I'm not relying on him to be a starter because he just can't stay healthy. So yeah, I'm definitely selling on that one. All right, now I'm going with an old head here. Okay, a guy who used to be the talk of the NFL. Wide receiver, 34 years old. Who do you think I'm about to say? I don't know, man. 34-year-old wide receiver? I don't know. Julio Jones. Oh, no, I'm selling. Sell, 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 Salad. sell, sell. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> and matter of fact, I'm selling him on the used car lot, and I'm selling him on the, you know, uh, it don't matter what your credit is, we'll still sell it to you. That's where I'm, that's the. <laughs> it don't matter yeah, what your it credit don't, is. It don't, it we'll, don't. We'll, get this thing out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll sell it to you no matter what, man. What, what's your credit look like? Oh, it's terrible. Fine. Perfect. Take him. He used to be the guy. You're right, but he ain't the guy no more. He's and injuries again. Always injured. Always banged up. Uh, guys don't get healthier the older they get. So yeah, I'm definitely selling. I'm I'm that dude on the corner, man, in an old black and white commercial. Sell, 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 sell. <laughs> you need a car. I got a car. Here you go. You know that's that's yeah. I'm sorry, sorry, Julio. No disrespect. It's always roll tide, but uh, the tide has rolled on him. So yeah, no, the tide no. has rolled. Yeah, sorry, Julio. Uh, okay. Let's do a couple more here. I remember when Titans fans thought that Julio Jones was going to be the guy. Like, oh, man, look out. Got Julio Jones. Now it's going to be all kind of uh, – the offense is going to be off the chain. You got A.J. Brown. You got Julio Jones. You got this, that, and the other. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Stop hurting our boy Ty. He's probably over somewhere in the corner. Oh, I know. Right Tyler's now. like, you shut up, Q. You shut your <laughs> mouth. I love when Tyler gets so excited, man. He gets so fired up. He, he gets does. he gets he his does. little he gets his little accent going and everything. His hair starts moving. He's yeah, that's his my guy. No, he does. His, his, his hair his starts own. moving, man. It's it's funny, man. See, I don't I don't have hair like that, so my hair don't move. But his hair moves, <laughs> and, and that's when you know he's fired up. I can appreciate that. 
All right, let me go with a former first overall pick here. Offensive tackle, Eric Fisher at 32 years old. Yeah, I'm selling. I'm selling that too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I am I'm. got an all-sell team, man. Like I got Eric an Fisher is all-sell team. team. Julio Jones is definitely all-sell team. Uh, who else did I sell? Taylor Luan, he's selling. I'm selling him too. Yeah, man. Amos sell. I, I got a lot of sales, man. There's... Man, I'm telling you, I'm lining these cats up. Maybe, these, this is like I got, a, I got a car lot full of lemons. These are all lemons, man. There ain't nothing that's reliable. Maybe this is why these guys are free agents. Absolutely. NFL GMs. Let's do a, let's do a couple others here. Okay. I want to switch to some quarterbacks. Okay. As far as you, you're just bringing them in to be your number two guy off the bench. Just give me like if I have a young quarterback and I just need a pinch, a guy to pinch here. Sell. Teddy Bridgewater. Oh no, I, I guess Teddy's okay. I was, I, was, I, I I jumped the gun right there. My bad. I thought you were going Matt Ryan. So, uh, yeah, Teddy Bridgewater. I'll uh, I'll sell. I mean, I'll buy. I'll buy Teddy Bridgewater to be a backup. You know, now he's okay. not going to get New Orleans Saints Teddy Bridgewater. He's not going to get Carolina Panther Teddy Bridgewater money. But he can get he can get a little bit of decent check just to be a backup. You know, to be a a, a quality backup. At least you know that he's going to know what he's supposed to do when he gets thrown in there. He just I, I promise you, even when he was a starter back in Minnesota, I was never impressed with Teddy Two Gloves. I just wasn't. I never thought he was that great of a quarterback. But for being a, a backup quarterback and just like I said, knowing the playbook, knowing what you're supposed to do, I, I can give him. I'll tip of the cap to that. So I, I'll buy him as a backup. Thirty year old quarterback, former number two overall pick, Carson Wentz. Oh no! Hell no! Hell no! <laughs> hell no! His, his better man. I was about to say his better days are behind him, but his better days left him in Philadelphia. He's terrible. He is awful, man. Indianapolis. Terrible. Not Washington. even as a backup. No, 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 no. I don't want him as a backup. No, I want him to back the hell up. That's what I want him to do, like way back up. <laughs> no, no, thank you, man. I'll take a rookie over him any day. I'm good. No, thank you. His, his, he is just not good. And, and I hate to say that because I think he's a good dude, but he's just not a good player anymore. I, I, injuries, I think injuries may, led to – like no confidence or, or he just, he doesn't play like he's a confident dude. And from everything I've heard, he's not really much of a leader either. So there's that. Yeah. Ever since he married Meghan Markle, he's fallen off. Um, Oh, that's a funny. I was about to say he ain't married no Meghan Markle. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting to see if you. I was like, I was yeah, I was like, there. wait, what are you talking about? <laughs> they do. I've always thought him and Prince Harry look yeah look exactly. But the Prince same. Harry, Prince uh, Harry's got some brother swag, man. That dude, he, he does. He does. He He's hung out with the bros when he was growing up in the in the castle, man. The <laughs> the bros that were in the castle, they might. I don't know what they were doing in the castle, but they were kicking it, right? They were they were playing craps they in the were corner. Kicking. Yeah, he, he plays. He knows how to play spades. I'm sure. Um, uh, okay, last last few here. Anthony Barr, thirty one year old linebacker. Mm, uh, yeah, I'll again, buy. Him. I'll buy. He's he's these, he's he's good. He's a good player. I, I'll buy and, him. And again, th- th- these don't have to be long term investments. Right. These are just hey, you know what? I- I'm desperate for a position here, and I need a guy who's going to be responsible and fill yeah. in and not be not bring any drama into my locker room. Because that's another thing I I highly value personally about free agents like Melvin Ingram came in and was great for the Steelers for like a few weeks. And then after a while, when he realized, wait a second, I'm legitimately not going to be overtaking the second year player, Alex Highsmith. And then he was just like, I'm out of here. Just trade me away. And the right. Steelers had to trade. And they didn't, they, they, they were like, listen, this is why Mike Tom even said, this is kind of why we don't make big moves in free agency because Guys, you don't know who a guy is sometimes coming in as much as you talk to them. But when you draft a guy, you develop the guy, and they're there, they have to be there for four or five years because of their contract. There's more control, there's more understanding, like, hey, this is who we're working with here. Yeah. So that that can be a, t- a test there. 
let me get let me give you a guy that you've covered before. Okay. Kenyon Drake at 29 years old. Um, I mean, he's a running back. He's a, he's a good dude. I mean, you want to talk about a really good locker room guy. He's a team player. Uh, he's he's a heck of a dude. I don't know how much burst he's got left, man. He had so many lower leg injuries. Even when he was with the mm-hmm. Raiders, you could see. And he, I think he broke his leg. Yeah, he did. He broke his leg. And that was after, what, tearing his ACL when he was either in Miami or Arizona. I mean, he's had so many different lower leg injuries. I don't think he has too much wiggle left in him. Uh, that's why the Raiders let him go, and I believe he went to Baltimore last. And I mean, he's 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 a decent player. I guess if you need an emergency running back, you can call his 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 number. But uh, I would I would go with you know a Zeke or a Kareem Hunt, or uh, I'd probably go with Zeke or Kareem Hunt over him. Uh, Leonard Fournette, I, I I don't think I'd put him in the mix just yet. Uh, but Kenyon Drake, yeah, he's he's definitely lower on my list. But he's he's let he's me, a good dude. He's a locker room dude, like you said. Mm-hmm. Let me give you a, a a very young name here at the running back position. Daryl Henderson, who's only 26 man. years old. I remember him coming out of Memphis. He was a mm-hmm. uh, he was a heck of a little player, man. I thought he was going to be really good. He went to what the Rams in the Rams went to the Rams, yeah. And, and the Rams didn't run his carries up because the Rams, you know, McVay, they they, yeah. they just keep switching running backs in and out. Maybe if you're if you're desperate for a number two running back on your roster, yeah. at 26 years old with not that much tread on him. Maybe Daryl Henderson could be a guy to look at. Yeah, I I think so. I wonder. I mean, why is why is I mean he's twenty six years old. That's that's a yeah. that's that's bizarre that he's still out there. There must be something to his game. And I have to admit, I haven't followed him as much as I probably should have. But uh, yeah, I just I don't understand what it is about about him and and him being available again at twenty six years old. I would think that he'd at least be on a one or two year deal somewhere. So for him sitting there, that's kind of a. That's kind of a red flag right there. Like, hey, wait, why is this dude still available? So I'd have to kick some tires on him. I'd have to do a little bit of research, sit the young man down and talk to him and figure out what's going on and, and go back and look at some of his film from the last time he was on the field and see maybe he just doesn't have that burst. I remember coming out of Memphis, man, he was part of a backfield that was pretty sticking dynamic. So mm-hmm. I always I thought he was going to be really, really good. And it just turned out to, well, not work out for him like that. I thought so too. I, I I watched him. I thought he was going to be a mid round guy that the Steelers could have taken back when he came out in the NFL draft. But like we said, there's a lot of guys out here right now who could be legitimate signings for your team. Let us know at Carter Critiques at your boy Q254. Which free agent do you think is best suited for your team? Tell us why and and whether and whether or not you think it's going to work out, or guys that you just want your team to stay away from. Either way. <laughs> Still a lot of free agents out there available who I think bring some very interesting value to their rosters. Q, as always, great running this show with you every Friday. Let people know they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Everything's on Twitter, man. It's real simple. At your boy Q254, unless you're Eli Apple. Don't tweet at me. Don't tweet at me, Eli Apple, please. I didn't do it. No, but uh, at your boy Q254, locked on bets, locked on Raiders, locked on NFL. It's all there every single day. Absolutely. You can follow me, Chris Carter, at Carter Critiques, where I, I post all my stuff from the from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, where I cover Pitt Athletics. If you have a Pitt player who, uh, who who's on your team now from the NFL draft or an undrafted free agent, I've probably written about them. So check out my work <laughs> there at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. You can also find my show, Locked on Steelers, just like you find Q show, Locked on Raiders, and this show, Locked on NFL, on your favorite podcasting app, and definitely on YouTube as well. Subscribe to all of our shows to get all the Locked on Network content here we'll be back next friday with more talk on the nfl as rookie camps start to open up it's going to be interesting to see how some of these guys start to fit in with their teams stay with us here on the lockdown nfl podcast we'll be back monday with a brand new episode